Blog Talk Radio. Chillin' Panisia Islands and Ting in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for honor for tuning one more again to this year Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year the Queen Quet Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation and the hostess for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, sponsored by the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. We're so glad that Hunter Chillin' to tune in with we, where we always say that Hunter must take care of the root for heal the tree. So you notice your program every Monday. Dedicate to get uplifted to the living legacy and pay ancestral homage. So we're so glad for all the hundred children who taught him not robbery for tuning in with me each and every Monday live and things like that. And read it was that all the hundred children will take your time out for download this year program, lead up on iTunes and things like that. And tune in and thing from we blog talk site. So this year evening, you know, like every other evening and things like that, we always want to dedicate this year program. To some of we family and things like that, and most of the time we dedicate them to we ancestors that will be done crossover. This evening we will dedicate this program to one of my first cousin, Pierre, God bless the dead, who passed on this morning. We will definitely dedicate them to him because we family then had him for a little while, but he's going on in for muscular dystrophy. And so he's been a young man, but we're so glad that him, days of peace coming now. After all of these your days of turmoil and pain and thing. So we just want to dedicate this your program this evening to my cousin Pierre, Pierre who done crossover. 
into the next realm. So we pray, say, crossing, going to be peace-filled and things like that. And you know one thing, when we think about Pierre and we think about a lot of me, all the rest of the cousins and things from the mama's side, we can't do nothing rather than think about my granddaddy them, my grandmama them, who we left all this your land. When I think about my granddaddy, who they make sure that him be hold upon the land that his granddaddy had left you. You see? His granddaddy been the first one will be out of chattel slavery. Who be get this your land where well, we still have got in the family compound to this your day? From the Holmes family compound. So we're so glad that we had people who we had vision back at Yona. Even while it been in chance and things like that. Even while it been considered piece of talent thing, just like the property and thing or the land, just like the boots and thing where you've been a trophy on your foot, when you've been going out showing in a cotton field and thing like that, I'd rather was in the cow and go with rice because my family been to grow all of them things. Even while all that been going on, he still had a mind for his future and had a vision for his family. So he'd be left something young for all of we. And it honor him we still a hold upon the land till this year day. So we to join in this year month here in April. The Gullagichi see on the coalition announced it this year, the Gullagichi Land and Legacy Month. So we so glad that plenty of people that tune in and join we for this year month and things like that. Now a lot of you will say, well, oh, you know, I didn't understand what you wanted me to do. You know, I don't speak Gullah, I don't speak Gichi. I wasn't quite sure. So let me speak this way for you. This is Queen Quet, Chief and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation and founder of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. So when we announced that April will now be Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Month, you all heard me announce it last week on the broadcast. This is the first year that we are having this as a celebration, but it will never end. We want people to join in and not only helping with the Gullah Geechee Land Fund, and we need to raise $3,000 this month. If you are on Facebook and you are on Twitter and you are a Gullah Geechee Nation fan on Facebook, you have been seeing the Gullah Geechee Gold Souls campaign information popping up daily ever since this month began to ask for contributions through fundraiser. And so we are still asking for people to donate because we have not reached even the first $1,000 mark, and we need to reach a mark of $3,000 this month for legal fees and other land issues that are going on here in the St. Helena Island region. And so we definitely need your financial support as well as we appreciate each and every one of you who we've seen the retweets and we have also seen the repostings on Facebook. So social media, it's good to be social and have a discussion about what you read, but it's even better when you act upon it. And so we have asked people to give anywhere from $10 and upward to the $3,000 so that we have the funds that we need in before this month of April is over with. It would have been outstanding to announce today that we'd already reached the goal in one week's time because with over 9,700 fans on Facebook alone, we should have been able to easily reach that by every one of them donating a dollar to fundraiser because you can, but that has not yet happened. So we have to get people beyond the point of thinking social media is just for the sake of saying I have a Facebook page or just for the sake of saying I have a Twitter account. We need to actually act 
part of being social takes action. This is something that leads to the aspects of this celebration that are different than other celebrations. It's not a day long, it's a month long. We're also asking you to act, to actually get out and help in the community with some aspect of fundraising for land, contributing to land financially, as well as working the land. This is the season where we've already done planting, so that means you have to take weeds out. Some of you might still be trying to plant different or replant trees, like move them from one location to another, or even set flowers. And then you could still be doing tomato set and sweet potato set and all that in the fields. We would like to see you out there working. We'd like to see you on the shoreline helping bag up oyster shells to say, well, this is at least my contribution to the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Month. We would have no legacy on this land had someone not done some physical labor. I just came in from working for about three hours straight out at one of the properties as part of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition Center that we are working on these land issues on right now to actually physically, laboriously do outdoor work to clear up the property. Now, if you have you talk about a workout, like right now I'm in this BK Nation 30-Day Challenge with Brother Kevin Powell, well, that's one thing, and that's excellent to go to the gym, ride your bike, do your yoga, all those things. But if you want a true Gullah Geechee workout, you work outside, and you do heavy lifting, and you do the things that our ancestors and our elders did. These are the ways that we learned how to survive. These are the ways that we started to start to know what do you cut down, what don't you cut down, what is a a weed that's of no good use versus one that is a medicinal one that can heal if you make a tea out of it, not that stuff y'all are smoking, okay? Now, here it is that there are trees that the bark from them can help you, and a bark from another one can poison somebody. These are the ways that we start to learn about what's in our environment that can benefit us, as well as the simple fact of being out in the fresh air and in the sunshine and the benefits that it gives you. So many times when people look at it and say, well, wow, you know, we have all these people who are 80, they're 90, they're 100. How come they still out here driving? How come they still walking? How can they still be out here farming the land? A lot of this is not only because they have done this type of laborious work the majority of their lives, so their bodies have been somewhat fit for it, but also because they realize the value of the legacy within the land. I just got to telling my mother before I came on the air how as I raked leaves and felt it, you could feel a pull in the arms and a pull in your chest as these massive hills of leaves were pushed and pushed, and I pushed them over into another real natural wilderness type of area. As I did that, how I started hearing all these different ancestors of my family and then a few elders that are still around, things that they said over the years about land. I started hearing each of their voices. I heard each quote exactly the way they said it to me about various things that had happened with land. And these were the voices of those who had grown up, who had fought for, who had paid for the taxes of the land that I was now there caretaking. So it is outstanding to be able to stand at a location like that and actually hear them talking with me. It's like they were right there 
trying to catch a little shade while I was in this hot sun, you know, raking a sweat coming down. But they were as if they were speaking to me to let me know they appreciated that it hadn't been forgotten, that all that they did hadn't been forgotten. So it's a powerful thing to know that this evening, as we further this celebration here electronically over the airwaves to help people get understanding of why it is that Gullah Geechee should not simply relinquish their land, that land not only is a major financial asset, but look at the spiritual and physical benefits, the healing that comes from it when you have your own land. It is powerful because I see that also someone, just, Ashley, just wrote that she just got in from working her mom's land. And so that is excellent as well. Ashley, I salute you for being an active participant because I know you were here last week and you also mentioned there was a call to action. So it's dynamite to know that there are those who are actually acting upon what is being said over these airwaves. That ain't a dry, long, sewing thing like that. I mean, to crack my teeth tall, tall. Well, I'm not chilling the Yeti and then the going out and the do thing. But a lot of you might say, well, oh, Lord, every time I listen to Queen Queen, Queen Queen, this land thing. What's the land thing? Why don't we just go and do some music stuff? Why don't we just go and do some funny stories? You know, uh, all these other gullicky storytellers out here. Well, storytelling is lying in the first place um, in our language and culture. But second of all, there are more critical things going on than entertainment. We need to be educating one another on the thing that has caused us to have to enter into a human rights era of protection for Gullah Geechis. We have a situation where people have been displaced from their land and people are being displaced now just by various kinds of very subtle means that many people are not aware of. But many people do not see land the way that Gullah Geechis see it. Others see it as something to be bought and sold, flipped in many cases, wherein to Gullah Geechis, you should be seeing it as a living entity because the blood, sweat, and tears of your ancestors, the actual placenta of many Gullah Geechee babies are in this soil. This was the thing that was listed and wills as property just as your ancestors were listed in those same wills as property. They were all considered an asset to somebody else. So how much more should your family members and the legacy of your family be an asset to you? How much more should your family members and your legacy be an asset to you? Then what legacy are you leaving behind in terms of land ownership? When you own land, you can be self-sufficient. When you are self-sufficient, you can be self-determined because you can then control your food source. When you can control your food source, it is less likely that someone else will have control and power over your mind and your abilities. I heard someone say on Sunday at a church lesson that when, you're, when you haven't eaten and your mind's not clear, you're hungry and stuff, then you don't think clearly. Okay, well, that, that can be very true. But now... What are you doing to feed your soul? What are you doing to feed your spirit? What are you doing to feed your mind, much less feed just your stomach? Because also in the feeding of your stomach, if you are relying on another person to do that, they have control over you. 
So that is why you hear the adage, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach him to fish, and he'll fish for a lifetime. So it's the same adage with farming. We could give you a plate of vegetables or salad to eat for today, or we could teach you how to farm so that you could eat for the rest of your lifetime. And then if you pass on that as part of your land legacy, your children's children's children will also fish and they will eat from the land. And guess what? They'll be the ones raking that yard, and then those elders or ancestors will be coming right there saying, good, glad you're keeping it up. Glad, honey, remember we. So let's go back to go forward. San Kofa. If Hunter ain't know where Hunter is there from, Hunter can't know where Hunter the Guan. One of the things that many of you are well aware of is that the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, who are the sponsors of this radio program, were the ones that took the concept of having a historic protection done for this area that is now the Gullah Geechee Nation to the U.S. Congress. You know that I worked shoulder to shoulder with U.S. Congressman James Clyburn, to get past what is now the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Act. Well, part of that act then designated a national heritage area that runs through the Gullah Geechee Nation. Part of the work that was mandated as a part of that act was that there would be developed what is called a general management plan or a management plan for what is the national heritage area. Okay, now one of the sections of that plan, and I chaired the plan's writing, and one of the sections of the plan that I actually wrote along with attorney Willie Hayward of the Ayers Property Law Center, and I would ask that all of you start to go ahead, if you don't already have them out, either open up your computer to a blank page or go ahead and pull out a paper and a pen. If you have a journal, get it because there are some critical things that you all need to know about so that you can be able to assist your family if you have this thing called Ayers Property. And you can also go to com if you need to get in touch with them. There is also an organization called the Ayers Property Preservation Association based in South Carolina. Attorney Willie Haywood was one of the people instrumental in starting up that organization. He has since started the Ayers Property Law Center so that the law center itself can take many of these cases and issues to court. The Association for Ayers Property still helps to do a lot of community workshops and provide advice. The Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition still does a number of community workshops surrounding Ayers Property and land, and we continue to provide people with information about land rights throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, not just in South Carolina. Now, the interesting thing was sitting down to write about Ayers Property became a lot more intricately tied to our story than I thought it would when I was initially asked about writing the section because I did not feel that the particular section on land ownership and land uh, it's called land ownership and land cover in the general management plan, uh, was geared toward Gullah Geechee land ownership. It initially had a lot of information about federal agencies that own land within the Gullah Geechee Nation but did not talk to who we were really talking about, the Gullah Geechees and their land ownership. And so many people are shocked and amazed by the fact that 
black people, let's put it plain, in the South, much less in the rural South on Sea Island, own land. When I was in Denver, Colorado this past week for the inaugural National Adaptation Forum, and I want to talk about that a little later on the broadcast, the mayor honored me, and I greatly appreciated the mayor inviting me to his office. But he was surprised that he knew so much about black history and had never heard of the Gullah Geechee Nation, had never heard of the culture. Well, many people have said that to me, as I told him, and many especially are not aware that there were black landowners during the U.S. Civil War. In 1862, many Gullah Geechee families purchased land. All right? So now that enters us into this time now that this same land that many of us still live on with family members in common are now called heirs' property. We were designated the heirs at the end of the lines of many of those deeds. You would see your great-great-great-granddaddy, your great-great-great-grandmama names, husband and wife, then all their children's names, any children they raised, all their grandchildren, all those, and at the end, and their heirs. It would end each deed with and their heirs. So that was something literally written into the law on that document. But what happened over the years was that instead of this being something that would continue to be passed down to those heirs, there were manipulators that tried to figure out the loophole to get in to get this type of land away from Gullah Geechee families, displace them and disenfranchise them. And the only way they could do it is by offering money. And when people wouldn't sell, they tried to find the weakest link in the family that is an heir, offer them chicken change, and then break in to the heir's property and then manipulate the others and force them to sell by taking them to court and then many judges caused forced partition sales of land to take place. And that's how many Gullah Geeshis lost land. In addition to violence, where many Gullah Geeshis were murdered for their land when they said, I will not sell. My family will not sell. This has not ceased from happening. This continues to happen. And I remember when I formed the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, and especially when I started going into Charleston County, South Carolina, and started working on land issues, how many elders and people told me to be careful because they remembered different attorneys, and one in particular, who had been murdered because he was helping the people to understand their land rights and was actually helping them with land cases so that the families would not all lose the land that they had. So he was murdered. And many people felt that with me standing up for this issue that there was still that threat. Well, I'm here to tell you, these types of threats still exist because there are many people who would still like to see Gullah Geechis be disenfranchised and would like to see Gullah Geechis not be aware of the fact that land is an asset. So in order for you to really understand the historical context of this heirs' property, I want to read to you this piece that Attorney Willie Hayward and I wrote for this federal document. Historic land ownership and heirs property. Today's heirs property is a critical land ownership issue affecting Gullah Geechee people, families, and communities. Heirs property is the name given to private land that is owned by a group of family members who are the descendants of the original purchaser. 
the Center for Air Property Preservation, quoted that. The issue of air property in Gullah Geechee culture can be partially attributed to the African tradition of communal land use that was continued in this area in the form of family compounds. The issue is important because Gullah Geechee culture has been inextricably tied to the land throughout numerous generations and continues to be so today. Due to this interconnection between land and culture, the history of land ownership is important and described briefly. Gullah Geechee land ownership is largely the result of two congressional acts signed by President Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. During the U.S. Civil War, numerous enslavers and plantation owners abandoned the South, and as a result, all of their property holdings were considered abandoned. President Abraham Lincoln signed the Confiscation Act of 1861 in order to permit the property of those that were found disloyal to the Union to be seized by the government. However, the Direct Tax Act of June 1862 allowed the transformation of the property holdings so that the succeeded states would have to pay federal taxes that had been levied on each state in 1861. The act provided for the assessment on individual parcels of land, which would be forfeited to the government if the owner failed to pay. By the end of 1862, Lincoln appointed direct tax commissioners in South Carolina and Florida so that the lands that are part of the Sea Islands, which today are part of the Gullah Geechee Nation, could then be auctioned. As federal armies advanced into the South, they captured large amounts of private property, much of it abandoned by fleeing owners. The armies really could not do much with this property as it had been little direct military use. But since a lot of it was cotton that had already been sold or seized by the Confederate government and that had value on the open market, something had to be done. So Congress passed the Captured and Abandoned Property Act on the 3rd of March, 1863. As a result of the passage of these acts, Many Gullah Geechee people purchased land for their family members to continue to dwell on. Many built homes on this land and used it to provide an economic and physical sustainability for their families through farming, hunting, and harvesting from surrounding waterways. In many areas throughout this, this region, this land is still privately owned by Gullah Geechee people. Their retention of the land, however, is often threatened as a result of the type of land ownership that has been defined as heirs' property. A brief description of heirs' property follows to provide context regarding this issue and how it threatens the retention of privately owned land by Gullah Geechee people and thus the culture itself. All right, now they made it clear they want you to know the summary is for informational purposes, and it's not for the purpose of legal advice. As I just gave you, Air Property Law Center can help you with legal advice. But it is critical for you to understand that under Air Property, all family members own the land as tenants in common, which gives each family member undivided property rights. If a family member dies, however, the ownership passes down to the living heirs, who are determined by the probate laws according to the laws of most of the states. For the land to legally pass on the estate of the deceased ancestor, that deceased person's estate must be probated to ensure the deceased person's debts are paid before the property passes to the lawful heirs. Most states have a time limit to probate a deceased person's estate without having to go to court. 
If the ancestor dies without a will, then he or she is said to have died intestate, and no will is required to probate the estate of the deceased ancestor. The probate process can usually be completed fairly inexpensively, and the land is then transferred to the heirs, either the interstate heirs or those who are named in the will. Ancestors who have died with a will often include a clause that the land is not to be sold so that the family will always have a place. Now, I want to deal with this issue right here because there's a lot of different legal and financial matters that come in when you start hearing about probate, you start hearing about deeds, you start hearing about wills. Well, there's also a lot of, shall we say, superstition among people of African descent surrounding wills. But if you are going to do proper estate planning, you need to have a will. You actually should have a living will and a will. The living will has to do with other matters at the hospital. But now talking about wills, personal property, jewelry, mobile home, car, computer, cell phone, you know, dresses, shoes, those kinds of things, personal property. Real property is land or a stick-built home, not a mobile home, not a trailer, okay? You need to have these things all laid out in a will. In South Carolina, you don't even have to go to a lawyer or anything to have a will done. You write a will on visa paper, all right? I do suggest that you at least have it notarized, though, all right? But it is critical that we stop thinking that if we write a will, we're going to die. I, When I first heard that, I was amazed that people would say the reason they would not write a will is because they were told that if you write a will, you're going to die. I have had a will for a number of years now. I'm still here, okay? So wills having life insurance, not death policies, y'all. Okay, most of us buy death policies. All it is is that you buy a penny water insurance. Honey, got that oil insurance, a thing like that, what Jessica called a big old casket, all right? We need to put money in the ground, but in terms of something that's going to be here for the living, not in the ground with the dead person, all right? We're spending thousands of dollars on fancy caskets for somebody to come say, oh, somebody was laid out well, and then we're leaving family members back here with no money in the bank to pay the land taxes and the maintenance of houses and land that you're leaving behind to these heirs to not even have money in the account or in an insurance policy for them to probate anything. These are critical matters. So we need to start having real-life insurance. Life insurance is really when you realize, okay, if I'm the breadwinner, I was making thirty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars a year, then my life insurance policy ought to be at least triple times that amount that I leave to my family members so that they're not less in debt immediately when I fall off. And don't say, well, oh, I ain't that old. I don't need to have all that yet. People die every day and there's no designated age that you could die, all right? You can be any age, and that could be your last day. So please, we have to start to get our affairs literally in order. And if you hear me say estate planning, you say, I don't have an estate. That's because our mindset is that an estate is a 50-acre place with a mansion on it. Your estate is actually the things you own. What is it that you left behind? Who should actually get those things? Let's stop 
you know, having more and more films come out that's comedies of us fighting and beating each other down over somebody's dead body, literally, because you want one of those items I mentioned earlier and much less over land. We need to fight together to maintain the land and hold on to it for the future heirs the way our ancestors had the vision to write it out and hold on to it for us who are the current heirs. So we need to be working together. One of the good instruments that we often discuss at these heirs' property gatherings and meetings are LLCs. LLC stands for Limited Liability Corporation. Limited Liability Corporation. Many of you will say, well, wow, again, you're talking about the states, now you're talking about corporations, I ain't got the kind of money to invest. Actually, you can have a family limited liability corporation, and you could set it up so that the land will always be within the family. You just heard the information I read to you where many people write in their wills that caveat that their land shouldn't be sold after they die. Well, trust me, there's going to be some lawyer that will find a way to manipulate how that doesn't fly or it doesn't have to stand after the person's gone. But if you have a a corporation that all family members have shares and that all family members pay into in order to get those shares, that corporation can then help the family to continue to pay the taxes and make sure it's here for many, many generations to come under that family name. You can also have land trust. So there are land trusts that we're working on within the Gullah Geechee Nation. Not only do we work with open land trusts that want to purchase lands just to keep them open for environmental reasons and for scenic reasons and historic reasons, but also there are land trusts that need to protect and assist Gullah Geechee families with continuing to hold their land for future generations. And in the case of some family members that pass that do not have children, then those lands could be properly passed on to family members to stay on but not ever be in a position to be sold so that these forced partition sales could not happen. Now, y'all would say, well, you mentioned this the second time you have mentioned forced partition sale. What is she talking about? Let's use an easy example. Let's say there's 10 acres of land. Your grandparents had 10 children. Both of your grandparents are now deceased. So they leave behind 10 heirs. Each one of those heirs, if you do the math, should rightfully get one acre apiece. Well, let's say one of those children lives in another area. They don't live on that 10 acres. So they're not concerned about it. It was always the grandparents that took care of it, paid for everything, they weren't concerned. Okay, now, when these grandparents died, somebody got to still pay the taxes. Somebody still got to maintain whatever homes are on the homestead and so forth. Well, the other nine live there, so they are taking on that burden. That one person who doesn't live there don't give a flip. They ain't think about it. They never had to think about it in the past. They don't think they have to think about it now. Well, when tax time comes around, they don't feel they need to contribute. Well, the nine still pay for it. This goes on for five years. Well, all of a sudden, there is someone next door that loses their land at a tax sale. They lose it to a corporation. They lose it to a quote-unquote developer. I call them destructionaires. But this development corporation says, well, this that we bought at this auction 
is only 10 acres. We need another 10 to even get our first project going. We need at least 20 acres, and then we want to keep buying properties until we amass 100 acres right here in this area because it's near the waterway. Well, they now approach these nine people that live there. None of them are going to sell because where will they live? But that one person who doesn't live there doesn't even know these folks are being approached. Well, the development company has lawyers. Those real estate lawyers will investigate who are the owners of that land. They will find that 10th person whose address is somewhere else and send them a letter or call them on the phone and say, you know, aren't you so-and-so? Doesn't our ownership family? Oh, y'all have land down there? Well, you know, we'd like to buy it. Buy it for how much? Oh, it ain't really worth nothing. It's not worth that much. I mean, are you just steady paying taxes on it? I mean, that's just a liability to you. But, you know, we got some property next to it, and it would be easier for us if we go ahead and get that piece because then we'll have a little buffer between the two. So, I mean, you know, we'll give you something for it. Well, how much you talking? Oh, well, you know, we give you $10,000. Okay, now this person ain't never seen $10,000 cash before in their life. So they're going to take this deal without even knowing the one acre that they had was worth $100,000 by itself. But now they'll sign papers and sell what they felt was their interest in that land, that one acre. Well, their other family members don't even know this happened because everybody has not split off this land. Everybody does not have individual deeds. This land is still in those grandparents' name. Well, it's now as property. It was never probated. There was no will. Everybody just understood 10 churn, 10 acres, one acre piece. That's what mom and daddy said. That's how we're going to do. Well, never thinking there would be one in the bunch who wouldn't care. This one would rather have the money than care about the family living on the land. Well, it still could be months to a year go by before the nine who lived there even know what already transacted between this one individual and these guys from the real estate broker companies, the developers, lawyers, okay? Now, all of a sudden, they get letters. This property, we want this property to be sold. They look like, what? Who is this? They don't own our land to be telling us what to be done. Um, they got to be crazy. Well, now they get approached. Knock, knock, knock on the door. Who are you? Oh, I'm from so-and-so um, development company. We have the property next door, and we own piece of this, and we want to go ahead and be able to build over this whole thing. So, you know, we're willing to give all of y'all the money so y'all can move off um, of the rest of it so we can build the whole thing. People look at them like they're crazy. Well, they will now end up taking the nine family members to court over who has the right to do what. Do they have the right to still continue to live there, or do these folks have the right to make them sell the property to them so they can expand what they want to build on it? Well, when no agreement can be met, by all the heirs on this particular land, a judge makes a decision. And more often not in the Gullah Geechee Nation, the judge has said, well, since you can't come to agreement on your own outside of court, I'm going to, I'm going to see, make it easy. You will have to sell this parcel of land, and then the monies will be distributed amongst the people who are the rightful heirs. And that money will be distributed after, of course, the legal fees, the court fees, the attorney fees, whatever, real estate fees, all those things that had to be paid for, that comes off the top. That person who thought they were getting $10,000 might end up with 2500 The family members might not end up with anything, and they, do have to, they will get evicted from this land. One example of this 
just happened on Hilton Head Island. Just happened on Hilton Head Island. Just happened on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. 2012, families received eviction notices. It is 2013. That property is cleared like they never lived there now. How did it happen? They believed their cousin, who they really didn't know much about, but had lived up in New Jersey, came down, talked to a few family members. Next thing said, oh, well, we all get together. We can form some family group, do something. This person goes down to the town of Hilton Head, says, well, I'm the spokesperson for the family. Town of Hilton Head believes him. He signs documents. He ends up selling the property from under the family members. Okay, as far as the town is concerned, they brokered a deal with this family. As far as the family members were concerned, they knew nothing of it. Whether they did or not, they ended up getting eviction notices. They got displaced off their land. So these are issues that are still going on when we don't know and we won't ask nobody because we sit there and say, I don't want to buy my business, so I don't want to tell people what's going on. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to buy my business, so I don't really understand what these papers are, but you ignore them thinking they're going to go away. It's not going to go away. The land is critical to the continued existence of the culture. So when you start talking about heirs' property, you have a homework assignment. You need to, at these family reunions, have an heirs' property meeting, not just stand around doing electric slide, not just stand around going ahead eating the barbecue chicken uh, and the ribs or in the tater salad. You need to have a time where you actually go over the heirs' property. Almost everybody who has a family reunion in the Gullah Geechee Nation, you now have done family genealogy. We're going to be doing an episode of this broadcast before the month is over about genealogy in the Gullah Geechee Nation. You need to have a family tree put together when you decide to go to the Airs Property Law Center or the Airs Property Preservation Association or to any Airs Property entity within whatever state where you may be. Bring your family tree with you. That is how they're going to determine the amount of interest you have in a particular property. I gave you a simple math example with 10 children, 10 acres, one acre piece because I thought everybody could follow. That's not how that's not how it often goes. You will have one person who also died, and that one person had five kids. Now they five kids divide up that one acre in addition to the nine people that had the other one acre piece. So it gets to be complicated. But these are the ways that most of these states, in the Carolinas, the Georgia, and Florida, all use the same methodology to divide property and to say what percentage of interest the particular individual has. So even in the case of a forced partition, it may be where the judge will say, well, okay, this particular one acre out of ten has to be sold. That could also be done in regard to land tax, but the government never did that. That's another topic for another night. But here we have it where heirs are fighting each other, wanting to choke each other out or choking each other out over land, where what you need to be doing is sitting down with your cousins, your auntie, your uncle, and clarifying all this stuff and getting it in writing as far as who the heirs are. Then if you want to keep it together jointly, form the LLC. If you want to separate it, you then get surveyors, you plant the land, and you get deeds. There are different deeds. There are warranty deeds. There are quick claim deeds. Quiet title action has to go with quick claim deeds. All of these are other legal terminologies that exist. Some will protect you a little bit more because you will have what they call a clear title 
others you do not have a clear title. And a lot of his property does not have clear title. That's a whole other real estate issue that I would have to bring a real estate attorney on to really get into the dynamics of in a real dialogue. So here it is that these are critical issues that you need to be aware of. Again, put together a family tree. Put your family genealogy on paper. Put a will together for your real property and your personal property. Put a living will together about what happened, you know, if you want to be resuscitated or not, if you ill, okay? Make sure that you then have these papers placed somewhere where someone has access to them if something happens to you, all right? Make sure somebody is aware of where they can access these things. Get an insurance policy that is living life insurance, not just death insurance. If it's only a couple thousand dollars at death insurance, because that's only going to pay for the funeral if you're lucky. I'm talking have enough money that your family can pay for all the stuff and pay for their land taxes and have some money in the bank after all the services are over. These are critical matters, all right? Don't leave your family broke, don't leave them destitute, and definitely don't leave them fighting. Because if you do not leave a will to clearly state who should get either your personal or real property or both, I don't care if you think all you own is a computer, write it on the paper as to who's supposed to get that, you will end up in a situation where these people may be going to court, spending money in a probate court, or spending money with lawyers who do not have their best interests at heart. When I mention all those fees that I have to come off the top once a forced partition sale happens, I cannot even count how many Gullah Geechee families ended up in a situation where they didn't end up getting a dime after property was sold or because one cousin pushed this issue of selling property. Everybody sold out and nobody ended up with a dime. But guess who got paid? The lawyers. I can even think of one case and Beaufort County, South Carolina, where the lawyers were actually in bed with the development company all along. There's numerous cases like that. But what ended up happening, the lawyers ended up with the land, and the lawyers then gave it to the developers, all because one cousin, again, came from up north, came down. And in that case, it was 35 family members living on the land, and they got displaced from it. Okay? So I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know tell you what I've experienced, I'm telling you what I have fought for and fought against over the years in regard to Ayers property and why it was a critical thing to me for this historic document that is a federal, U.S. federal document now, to have at least this education and understanding as to Ayers property even, how it came into being. And you all know it's 150 years since Abraham Lincoln had the Emancipation Proclamation read into U.S. law. In 1861, the Confiscation Act that permitted property of those who were disloyal to the Union, those who had seceded from the Union, South Carolina was the first to secede from the Union, all right? In 1861, he signed that Confiscation Act, okay? This was during the U.S. Civil War. This is after Big Shoot had just started, thing like that, it. The Direct Tax Act started in June 1862. 1862 was also when many Gullah Geechee people started purchasing land. That's why you'll find 1862 on these heirs' property deeds when you trace back from your current land deed back to your great-great-grandparents, as I mentioned before, 
but many of you live in a family compound. You probably have a deed in a flat somewhere in somebody's lockbox and shoebox in the closet. Go look at it tonight so you'll see who those names were and what year is on it. And you'll know this is not storytelling. This is our story. This is our truth. This is our legacy. So 151 years ago is when many Gullah Geechees began to own land legally. They went from being chattel alongside of land and wills to being the owners of the very land that they had been enslaved on. So now in 1862, when Lincoln appointed the direct tax commissioners in South Carolina and Florida, all right, so that the lands could be auctioned, let us not live that out again. Many Gullah Geechis have lost their land over the past few years simply because somebody didn't pay the taxes. Lost it at auctions. A $100,000 piece of property gets sold for $10,000 at a land auction or gets sold for $1,000 worth of taxes that's due. And then you still have a legal right to go back and reclaim your land for the next year. So even if the property got sold last October at a land auction, you still have until this October to reclaim that land. And many Gullah Geechis do not know that is part of their land rights as well as part of this legacy of this history of how this direct tax commission got started and how this direct tax act that's been around for 151 years has has been implemented and used and has been used against us, but it is because we don't know our rights. And as our Seminole family member, Ms. McQueenie, said to me, Say, Queen, thank God for you. Because you know plenty of times we can all write and think what we walk from we write if we not know what we do. And it's true. Many of us are walking over and on our rights and not standing up for them because we're unaware. And so that is why this Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Month is critical. It is for us to get understanding about why this is so valuable. And so... We need to make sure that we share this kind of information. It's critical that you support entities like the Ayers Property Preservation Association, the Ayers Property Law Center, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that fight directly for Gullah Geechee land. It is critical that you support this Gullah Geechee Gold Souls Campaign Land Legacy Fund Fundraiser. We need to raise this $3,000 this month. If you want details on how to mail in a donation to it, please email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, GoGeeko at AOL.com, and information will be sent to you. If you are on Facebook, Gullah Geechee Nation, Twitter um, is Gullah Geechee, if you are on there, you have seen us post and repost and will continue to see us posting the fundraiser link for you to make a contribution. We are not just talking to talk. We walk this walk. And so every dime of the funds that we need raised is going into this land that we need to protect and hold on to that is part of what the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is working on right now. That's here where I'm located. 
So we definitely need your support. We then will be going further into our Gullah Geechee International Camp Meeting Center fundraising goals and our International African American Museum goals. But we have to get these legal matters and these tax issues and things done on land first before we start talking about building institutions on them. So we definitely appreciate everybody who has given. Someone just anonymously gave another $10, tanky tanky, to whomever that be, that definitely just donated while I'm here on the air. And if you go to that site right now, you can definitely donate. And if you want to send something through the mail, then, again, email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at A-O-L. Dot com. We need to reach that first $1,000 before this week is out, definitely, so we can go forth and meet our goal before the month is over. And just so that we can open up the phone lines tonight, just in case there are a few questions before we close out, our telephone number is 347-324-3903, 347 is the open line right now to call in. If you have questions or if you have comments, um, please feel free to do that. I know that we have several people who have already been on the line throughout the broadcast who have tuned in and who have been listening in. Um, 404, I'm about to knock on your door. 404, I'm about to knock on your door. 44543, how hunna be? 44543, how hunna be? Hey, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Peace and blessings. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm doing well. I'm just tuning in. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a Buford native myself. Um Excellent. and and um, you know, I, I you know, I just you know, found the show on uh, Blog Talk Radio, so I'm just tuning in. Um everything you're talking about tonight is very, very important. Um and um yeah, I guess, you know, one of the things that I saw, you know, just because I haven't lived here, I just I recently moved back after being here for for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um one one of the things that's kinda disheartening is to find um, all the land that's just kinda being taken over by other people, you know, or I should right. say non natives, you know, and um it is kinda disheartening, especially when you go on say on the island and you ride through you know, and you see, um, you know, all this development happening, and none of the people are us. You know, none is no Gullah Geechee people. So, you know, um, what you're talking about is very, very important. In fact, you know, um, you know, I, I, I moved back, you know, um, to Law to the Law Bay area, mm-hmm. and um, I know for a fact that you know my my family has land here. However, um, I don't know for a fact, you know, and I'm, I'm going to look up, you know, the heirs' property, like you said. I don't know exactly how to tackle that because, you know, I'm a morale. And, okay. Uh, my mm-hmm. historically I know that from name here. very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my family is historically from this area, so, um, but I, I don't really see, you know, um, you know, I, I really kind of feel like where I'm living at right now is probably part of my family land, but I can't prove that. So, you know, it's just kind of interesting to, to, to listen to the show and uh, for me, you know, um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, I definitely encourage everybody to kind of, um, you know, definitely look at the land. Don't sell the land because this is valuable land. And, you know, right. other people realize that even if we don't realize that, you know, and we just need to really stick together and keep this Gullah Geechee, Gullah Geechee heritage really tight. So, definitely. you know, appreciate the show. 
appreciate you for tuning in, my brother, and hope that you will tune in each and every Monday. we got a lot more coming and a lot more of our story we present every evening. And I definitely know the, the morale, the thing like that is. So I'm sure when you go into the courthouse, you're going to find plenty of things you ain't even know before. All right? Yeah. I yeah. bet I will. I bet I definitely. will. Definitely. So do the research and then let me know how it's going. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Peace and blessings. All right. Peace. peace. So you see, that's that's one of the key things. Many times our folks move back home, they're unaware of where family boundaries are or where they had been, and that is true. Like the brother's saying, he could potentially be living on some of his ancestral land and not be aware of it. One of the things that I want to clarify is St. Helena Island does not allow development. We don't allow um, any gated areas, we don't allow for any golf courses or anything on St. Helena because we have a cultural protection overlay district here. But this region that even encompasses Laurel Bay, where he mentioned he is from and in Vifa County, the St. Helena's region at one point is what you hear about when you read about a lot of historic documents. So when you're coming back in and you're coming towards St. Helena, Ladies Island is a drastic difference between Ladies Island and St. Helena. But then the displacement factor where there are different people that are moving on to all the islands that are non-Gullah Geechee is a critical issue. And as he said, you might not understand the value of the land, but other people do, and that's why they're coming for it. So that's why this show should be important to you. Now, I got two 214s here tonight, 214, 214, I'm knocking at your door, 214-245, come alive, 214-245, come alive. Good evening. How hundred to do? Hey, Queen Quick, Brother Drew X, uh, enjoying the program again, and, and like this, I learned a lot about you, uh, the heirs property, and, and that's real good uh, information. And so Glad just enjoying my, enjoying my queen. I appreciate that, my brother, appreciate it. And I saw you had your notebook out and ready. As soon as you hit the chat room, you was like, I'm here. <laughs> you know, I love right. learning about land, so I'm glad you're with us again, and we're definitely going to keep on keeping the story going so other people know what's going on as well. So definitely glad you tuned in again, and I'm going to go ahead and catch this other 214 this evening. Peace. All right, peace and blessings. 214-646. We got a few more seconds. 214-646. How hundred to do this evening? I'm I'm wonderful. Just enjoying the program. Trying to find right. out uh, how, how do we find out if we're part of the Gullah Geechee Nation through some, I mean, genealogy. What's the process? You would have to begin a whole process of genealogical research, which we can't go over in detail in the last few minutes that we have here. But okay. uh, you should send that question on to us at G U L L G E E C O at AOL.com, at GoGeeko at AOL.com, and you can also go to net if you don't keep up with that email address, and then send us an email, and we can send you a lot more details that way, okay? Okay, thank you. Uh, no problem. Thank you for listening. So definitely, as you all can see, we could go on all night with all the different types of questions that we often get asked, like, am I Gullah Geechee? How would I find out if I'm Gullah Geechee? And then if I am Gullah Geechee and we had land, how do we reclaim it? How do we hold on to it? These are the things that the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition fights for every day. There's no rest for the weary. And as chiefess and head of state for the Gullah Geechee Nation, I'm telling you that this is a blessing to me to each and every day be able to fight 
for who we be, but rather was to fight for this Gullah Geechee land and legacy. This is Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad you hunted tune in one more again to this Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Have a good evening. Hold upon your land. Hold upon your culture. Peace and blessings. <laughs>